This is Performance Deliver, insider secrets for digital marketing success with Stefan Horst and Dave Antiel. Welcome to the Performance Delivered Insider Secrets for Digital Marketing Success podcast, where we talk with marketing and agency executives and learn how they build successful businesses and their personal brand. I'm your host, Stefan Horst. Today, we're going to talk about sales triggers. Here to speak with me about the topic is Sam Richter, who is the founder of High Profile Sales Coaching. In addition, he is an award-winning keynote speaker and the author of the best-selling book, Take the Cold Out of Cold Calling. Sam, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Stefan. It's really an honor to be with you. And uh, it's, it's just, uh, you know, I probably don't even know this from my looking at my resume, but I'm an old marketing guy. So <laughs> I was actually uh, kind of, I don't know what I want to say, the grandfather of, but but I'm old enough where I guess I could say that. But uh, we were doing, uh, working at a company called Digital River. Many of your listeners may know of that company. This was um, back in 1999, 98, 99, and just doing a lot. I mean, that's when banner advertising is an example, and email marketing was was just in its infancy. So, yeah, it's uh, it's amazing where your industry has exploded in just a few years. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like the the wide wide west before the big bubble burst. You know, where everything was. was possible, and, and and companies popped up and had sane valuations, and and people bought uh, advertising without regards of what the advertising will actually do for the bottom line. Uh, you are one hundred percent correct on that. Yes. <laughs> so, when when I looked at your LinkedIn profile and kind of preparing for our conversation. You know, there are so many things that you do, which says, you know, present board of director here, board of director there. You know, you're having your own company from a high profile sales coaching perspective. You're a keynote speaker. That sounds a lot for one person to do. Tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself. In addition to what you just shared, that you kind of at some point worked in digital advertising. Yeah. So uh, my, my, I guess my day job is I'm a um, professional speaker. Three months ago, I would go all over the world, uh, probably do about 100 dates a year all over the globe, uh, speaking on what's called sales intelligence, which is really it's kind of the modern day version of Dale Carnegie, uh, which is all about how do you find information about other people before mm-hmm. uh, you prospect them, before you call on them, uh, so you're highly relevant to what they care about. It could be summed up in, in uh, really, it's how do you find the right person at the right time, what's going on in their world. Uh, why they want to hear from you today, which is what we're going to be talking about sales triggers with the right message. How do you ensure relevancy? And and then through that, you know, that's led to uh, 12 books, 12, 12 editions of the same book title. Uh, although don't go run out and get it because it's old. I need to write a new one. Uh, I focus mainly my time now on, uh, I build uh, search products, search engines, if you will, that automate a lot of what I teach. Uh, so it's, you know, um, basically makes finding the information that I just described much, much easier. Uh, and then that's led to online courses, the, 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 um, the coaching program, all those sorts of things. But, but I would say uh, mainly my, if I were to d- divide it up, it's in, and now it's not in-person speaking, but it's virtual. I would say probably 50% of my job or my day is, is uh, devoted to either developing those presentations um, or giving those presentations. Uh, 30% of my days working on the search engines and the technology products. And then um, another 20% doing coaching, serving on, I serve on a number of board of directors. And then of course, you know, sales and marketing related to all of my other uh, activities. So it keeps mm-hmm. me pretty crazy. That's for sure. <laughs> I can imagine. 
So who do you work with at high profile sales coaching? Are you focusing more on executives or is there other different levels or so seniority levels of people you work with? Yeah, I would say the coaching program is really across the board. Everybody from you know, interns all the way to CEOs of mid-sized companies to senior executives at very large Fortune 500 companies. Uh, we are going to be rolling out a program called the Business Leadership Roundtable, which will be coaching for just the C-level. And so it'll be a very, very, it's almost more of a mastermind, you know, 15 to 20 people, uh, a very intensive and it, and it will encompass much more than just sales, uh, but that hasn't launched yet. That'll be launching in a few weeks here. But in terms of the, um, the high profit sales coaching, it's really across the board. So obviously, from a, from a sales perspective, there are different levels, right? You have the the SDRs that are sent out to get people into the pipeline, and then you have mm -hmm. the more senior sales people that run with the leads. Does your coaching provide different information on all levels to to kind of accommodate for what each of those people have or each of those group have to achieve and have to do? Yeah, of course. Uh, so it's not just me, by the way, in the coaching program. So I, I do mm -hmm. that right now with Mark Hunter and then with uh, Mark's known as the sales hunter and then with the business leadership roundtable, which will be, you know, incorporated into the, uh, you know, all the all the members, current members of the of the high profit sales coaching will receive uh, many of the same benefits. And, and that will also include Mary Kelly and Meredith Elliott Powell, two, two leaders in their their own right. Uh, so the answer to your question is yes, but I don't do all of it. My, my area is really, again, focused on the, the sales intelligence. It's, it's how do you find the right people at the right time with the right message? And then Mark and then pretty soon Mary and, uh, and Meredith will also be coaching and working with our um, our members on, well, okay, great. So you have the right people and you know when the right time to call them is and you even really understand them. What do you say? How often mm -hmm. do you call them? What are the, what are the various tactics? Uh, what are the various strategies and tactics one might implement um, in you taking, taking a prospect from somebody who's never heard of you before all the way to a, um, you know, a long-term very profitable relationship. Yeah. So no, I. So the answer is no. I don't do it all, but I. Uh, I have right now one and soon to be three others that that do do it all. I can imagine, or you know, from my own experience, the how to follow up, how to reach out in the first place, how to follow up, how often to follow up, when to follow up, in what form. That's probably one of the greatest challenges salespeople have in general. Would you agree? Well, absolutely. I think one of the biggest challenges salespeople have is they don't know what to say. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, an interesting statistic is that uh, about 90% of salespeople will quit contacting a prospect after the third, I call touch. So a touch mm -hmm. being defined as an email, maybe a social media connection request, a phone call. So most people quit after three, yet statistics will also say that 80% of sales occur between the fifth and the 12th call. So what's going on there? There's obviously a huge disconnect. Well, salespeople quit after the third because they don't want to be annoying and because they don't feel like they have anything else to say. You know, oftentimes you'll hear from salespeople, well, I just, you know, they, they obviously not interested in me. I don't want to be a pest. I don't want to be annoying. But the reality is people need to hear from you multiple times because oftentimes you, your message might just get lost in the inbox, if you will, or the voicemail. Other people are busy. 
I mean, your prospects aren't sitting there saying, geez, I, I really hope I get phone calls and emails and LinkedIn requests from irrelevant salespeople today. That's not happening. And so you have to stay in front of them. And so the key of, of my message is relevancy. I call it real-time relevancy, which is a little bit redundant, but hyper-relevancy. Make sure that when you're reaching out to people, you're talking about the things that they care about, what's going on in their world. Now, the, the other nice thing, when you have information on your prospects, you know why they actually might need your product today, your solution today. When you know that, uh, you don't mind calling five, six, seven times because you know you're providing value. You know you're relevant to what the other person cares about. You're not an, you know, an, an annoying, irrelevant salesperson. So that's why what I teach, I, I believe, is so important because it arms the salesperson with that knowledge, with that uh, information that gives them permission to stay in front of other people those five to 12 times as necessary. Yeah. You know, from my, from my experience and, and my opinion, I think it's, it's also important to have different type of content type of contents and also use different, different channels for, for outreach. You know, some Absolutely. people are too focused on trying to call and, you know, we're all busy and you might be unlucky that you just always call when the person is busy and can't pick up the phone. And as you said, you know, leaving a voicemail, yes, it's, it's something you should do, but that person might get other calls and have other voicemails. So you're not differentiating yourself by just leaving a voicemail and hoping the person calls you back. Oh, you're absolutely correct. It has to be in multiple mediums. You know, we're talking to a group of folks who understand that, uh, marketing executives, marketing people. And uh, we, we all know, uh, you know, when I, when I was first into advertising, that's why we, we, you, you have an integrated marketing campaign. Uh, when I was doing it before the internet, it was you use direct mail, you use billboards, outdoor television uh, and radio, and, and of course, print. And you mix that medium up, you know, so sometimes one month you would do a radio campaign, maybe the next month you do an outdoor campaign. And it was interesting when you'd survey people, um, you know, hey, how'd you hear of us? Oh, I saw your TV ad. Funny, we haven't run a TV ad in six months. But point <laughs> being is you have to be in front of people in different mediums. And that that's, you know, marketing 101. And today, obviously, that's that includes social and email and and, uh, you know, uh, ad buys and, and everything in between. So you have to reach people. And it's the same with sales. Some people are going to react to voicemail. Some people are going to react to phone calls. Some people are going to react to email. Some people are going to react to uh, social media connections. And that has to be uh, done consistently uh, over time uh, in different mediums because people, you, you don't know how you're going to get in front of somebody today. So for example, you might reach out to somebody on LinkedIn. Maybe they accept your connection. Then maybe you, maybe the thing to do is provide them value. Hey, here's a link to an article. Hey, I'd like to invite you to a, a, a to this great podcast on digital marketing. You might be interested in this. Um, and then you might send an email. Hey, congratulations on winning that new account. You might pick up the phone. Hey, I've got some great information on one of your competitors that I thought you might be interested in. And ultimately, where we want to get to is, hey, I saw that you just launched that new product or congratulations on going through that merger and acquisition. The reason I'm calling is my company has X number of years experience solving those exact issues that you're dealing with. I'm hoping I can get a few minutes of your time. But it's, the, it's a different message in different mediums uh, that will ultimately, you know, most of the time uh, get you in front of the prospect that you need to be. Mm -hmm. 
So that obviously is about relevancy and having the right message. So now today we want to talk about the right time, right? You, the person has done their work identifying the leads, whether they done that by saying, Hey, you know what? I'm after, you know, and I'm talking now from a, from a marketing perspective, digital marketing perspective, I'm a digital marketing agency that is after software company. And, and that's sure. where our expertise is. And so I'm going out using a number of different services, whether that's Zoom Info or, or other platforms where you can get information, even LinkedIn, obviously, and identify the companies that are target group, you know, and uh, the people that I want to talk to. So now identifying the right time to engage with them with the right message, that's what we want to talk about today, obviously. So right time equals, in, in, you know, sales triggers at the end of the day. So what are specific sales triggers, uh, Sam, that people can identify to start their outreach? Well, yeah, it's a good, great question because, because you know, kind of what you described was Zoom Info. And Zoom Info is amazing. I mean, I love Zoom Info. Uh, but it's really Zoom Info and many of these, quote unquote, list building tools. Most people don't use Zoom Info to its full extent. Uh, most people just, again, use those some of these online tools to just get, hey, find me a list of, in your example, uh, find me a list of chief marketing officers at insurance companies in these uh, 17 zip codes. I need their email address and phone number. Well, that's just the modern day version of picking up the phone book, starting at A, ending at Z, and it works. I mean, you, you send out enough messages, mathematically, somebody's going to buy from you because you might just hit them at the right time. Well, I don't believe in quantity. I'm a much, um, a much bigger believer in quality. Instead of making 500 calls to everybody on the list. I'd rather call 50 people who I know exactly need to hear my message today uh, based on what's going on in their world. So for example, you're targeting uh, software companies. Well, I could certainly get a list of chief marketing officers at every software company and just pound the phone or pound the email, pound everything and, and get in front of them. Or I can do a little bit of homework and determine, well, which, which software companies are coming out with a new product? which software companies have recently hired a new chief marketing officer because anytime somebody is hired, uh, they don't have those legacy relationships. They might be interested in establishing a new relationship. Which software companies have gone through a merger or an acquisition? Anytime a company is acquired or emerged, uh, that would be what I would call a sales trigger. There's disruption going on where the decision maker might be interested in hearing from somebody who's got some new ideas. Uh, those are the types of sales triggers, uh, companies that are expanding, companies that have received new funding. Uh, I can guarantee you when a company receives funding, the, the venture capitalist didn't say, hey, put this $50 million in the bank into a conservative mutual fund. They're basically saying, go spend this, whether that's on product development or more likely go spend this on attracting new audiences. So I can just randomly call people and, you know, hi, my name is Sam from Sam's Digital Marketing Organization, was wondering if you need help with your Google ad buys. Or I can call and say, hey, you know, congratulations. I saw that you just received funding. I know you're launching your new machine learning CRM product. The reason I'm calling is I have 15 years of experience working with companies exactly like you who are launching a brand new product in a brand new space. And, uh, you know, I was, I believe if, if you can give me 30 minutes of your time, I'm going to be able to share with you some some experiences I've had that, you know, at the worst case scenario for you, you, you might avoid some mistakes. So that was just off the top of my head. But you see the difference on just blindly calling somebody versus calling somebody 
because you have something interesting to say based on what they care about. Not interesting based on what you do, because they don't care, but interesting based on what's going on in their world. Yeah. And this is how you set yourself apart at the end of Absolutely. the day. From all the other people that call in the very same day or the very same week, right? That say, hey, I'm Peter from ABC Digital and we do paid search and we do it really well. We have a proprietary process. All of that is just hot air at the end of the day. It's not proven to the person you're talking to. And for the person that you're talking to, it probably just goes in into one ear and comes out, gets out on the other ear. Those were some really good, good points, Sam, in regards to what sales triggers are and, and how people can identify sales triggers. So what would you say to people that say, hey, you know what? I get it. You know, quality might be better than, than quantity. But at the end of the day, I, I have to have call quoters, and I'm not quite sure if I'm able to see the result immediately with that more quality approach. What would be your response to that? Well, I guess my response would be for senior management, do you want to, I mean, is your is the goal of the company to make money or is the goal of the company to make an, uh, a high number of calls? How are you being judged? And so, now, now again, I'm, I, you, you have to make calls. You have to get in front of people. Right. And you, but um, that should not be that should not be how you're measured, in my opinion. Uh, the measurement is not the number of calls. It's the measurement needs to be the number of interactions you have with a prospect who's actually real. You know, just going into a CRM system and uh, checking a box. Yep. Call. You told me I need to call 50 people a day. I call 50 people a day. I called all of them at noon because I didn't want any of them to answer the call. So I made sure that they were all at lunch and I left voicemails. Okay. That's not how that's, that's, that's not going to move the needle on your revenue. Um, so, you know, I think it's, it's really looking at what are you being measured by? Because in, in life or in business, certainly what get, what gets measured is what gets done. Now saying that I also understand that it's hard to measure quality. It's really easy to measure quantity. Did you make the 20 calls today or didn't you make the 20 calls? Did you make the 50 calls or didn't you make the 50 calls? I understand that. That's easy to measure. So it is, it's certainly more um, difficult to focus on the quality because it is, again, a little bit more nebulous from a, from a measurement perspective. But there are ways to do it. Um, yeah. Really, it's defining on the front end, who is your best customer profile? Now, again, a lot of companies do that. They do a best customer profile based on a demographic perspective. Well, you know, our best customers are chief marketing officers at software companies that are doing at least 15 million a year. Okay. But there are also other best customer profiles. And, and, and to me, the better ones are the ones where you can answer the question, why? Why did they buy from you? Well, they bought from us because, hmm, gosh, Sam, now that you asked that, uh, most of our clients have bought from us because they were launching a new product or most of our customers have bought for us because they've, they have an existing product that they want to take to a new market. All right. Once we figure out some of those, for lack of a better term, psychographic characteristics of our best customer profile, then how can we use sales intelligence or how to use Google better basically to find companies, organizations that uh, are putting out information that we can determine might be fitting against some of those psychographic characteristics. Um, again, a little bit harder to measure, but I would rather, if I was a sales manager, 
my measurement would rather be, again, assuming that that's our best customer profile. You know, Stefan, how many calls did you make today to companies that are launching a new product into a new industry? Mm -hmm. I'd rather measure that versus how many calls did you make today? Yeah, yeah. What you just said kind of brought up a, a thought to me. When you talked about identifying or, or formulating your target audience, it's a little bit like advertising, digital advertising, right? We can we can run an advertising campaign where we have very top-level targeting. It's a big audience. We didn't break it out much. We have a general message, and the results for something like that will be mediocre because it's not you know it's not tailored to a specific group within a big audience. And and from a sales perspective, it's it's, it's almost the same as you said. You know, you could go after all chief marketing officers uh, of sales organizations. But when you start breaking them down by, you know, as you said, launching a new product or having funding, et cetera, that's when you fine tune and make the group smaller. And that's when you're able to, to provide what we talked earlier about a more relevant message when you reach out to them. Absolutely. You, you got it. You've absolutely got it. You know, there's another way to say it is, is uh, you know CRM systems, customer relationship management. Well, mm -hmm. most companies have a CRM system, yet most of them only focus on the C and the M, the customer management. How many times are people buying from us? How many times are they reordering? How many times do we have to call? Who's a, who's a suspect? Who becomes a prospect? Who becomes an account? Who becomes a client? Who becomes somebody that you know becomes a real customer that orders from us on a regular basis? Those are all internally focused things. And we forget that the R the middle part of the CRM is exceptionally important. It's that relationship. And relationships can only be developed based on mutual value. What value are you providing that the other person cares about? And so the same thing holds through for prospects. What value, and, and it, again, a good relationship is outwardly focused, right? Any good relationship. It's not about you. It's about them, mm -hmm. uh, what's going on in their world. And and same is true for customers, same is true for prospects. How do we build that relationship? I'm a big believer you build relationships by understanding the other person. What sales intelligence really is and what I teach and the tools that I develop are all about how do you find what the other person cares about before you walk in the room? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a great segue to my next question is, so how do you find sales triggers? We talked about Zoom Info, for example, earlier. And for example, what we sometimes do is we go in there. If we have a group of, of, of companies that we're after or a specific industry, we look at, do they have Google Tags in place, for example, Google Analytics Tags in place? Um, do they have a specific software in place? So that's obviously sales triggers because if you, for example, are a software company that provides a tracking solution and you find that they have an old tracking solution in place that might not be as good as yours, you could use that information to reach out to them. How how do you find other sales triggers? Well, I'm a, you know I'm a big fan of of Google, and uh, you know what I teach are technical way of saying it, but complex Boolean algorithms, mathematical algorithms that you can put into Google to find better information. Sounds fancy. It's that actually not that hard to do. And then I develop tools that automate that. So, for example, um, a, a sales trigger. Uh, again, let's use that earlier example of a company that's launching a new product. Well, anytime a company launches a new product, what do they usually do? Well, they put out a press release. They put out an announcement. Um, and you, you have to think like the author. Well, if you were doing a press release, if you were doing an announcement a new, about a new software product, what words would you put in that announcement? Uh, what words would be in that press release? And then you can use those words and create complex Boolean queries 
uh, some of them might be 20 to 30 words long, to find those announcements. Then when you pick up the phone and then when you're in Google, you can, you know, you can sort your results by date. You know, show me ones from the past week as an example and, uh, and, and pick up the phone and call those folks. Uh, another great one is companies that have hired a new marketing executive. Why did they hire a new marketing executive? Well, they probably hired a new marketing executive because something was going wrong with their existing marketing executive. And, and, and so when somebody new is hired, that's a great trigger a great opportunity to pick up the phone and call, you know, Hey, Joe, congratulations on getting the new job over at widget software corporation. Uh, you know, I, we've been following widget for years and, and we think there's some great opportunity and uh, we'd love the opportunity to, to share with you some of the unique, uh, unique digital programs we've been doing with, with customers in similar spaces to you. Uh, maybe we can give you some I- new ideas, uh, help you avoid some mistakes. And yeah, again, it would be great to talk to you. Um, even before you 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 dive in over at, at Widget, you know something like that. I just made that up off the top of my head. Probably not a very good sales call, if you will. But you see where I'm going with it. Yeah, just being relevant to the other person. You know, I, I mentioned it earlier um, when I said, you know, I can see, and then I have the same situation or had the same situation internally here too. That CSP say, yeah, but you know, doing all of that takes time, which means I can't do calls. That that will take away from me potentially getting more business into the company. But I have to say that particularly when you have a conversation and you set them on the right path to understand that, you know, we're not talking about 20, 30 minutes preparation for one client or for a group of prospects better. It's, you know, once you have these parameters set up, tools uh, in place that get you the information, it can be equally an automated process in identifying sales triggers as using Zoom info or any other business data directory to find just basic contact information. It's the setup from my perspective that takes a little bit of time, but once you have the setup done, it won't take that much anymore. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the setup might take you some time. And then once the setup's created, you can even set up Google alerts. So the lead is actually you know, Google sends the lead to your inbox every morning. Um, now, Google alerts is hit or miss, um, you know, using tools like like Inside View or Zoom Info, others like that, or my, my tool, the Sales Intel Engine. You know, with my tool, you type in one, you know, you type in one word software. Let's say you want to target uh, an industry, healthcare, you can even type in a geography, Los Angeles, uh, and then click on the uh, Executive Hires button or the Merger and Acquisition button. Um, you should be able to do it in less than five seconds. So, uh, you know, I, one of the things I teach people is using some of the method, the methodologies that I use and, and certainly using the sales Intel engine, it would be almost impossible for someone who spent, let's call it an hour a day or even a half hour. Let's go down to a half an hour a day. If you did a half an hour a day, for lack of a better term, mining for sales triggers, you'd be able to easily identify 1,200 a minimum of, of 1,200 highly qualified prospects, including their contact information on an annual basis. If you can't close enough deals with 1,200 highly qualified leads on an annual basis, then, well, you either have a crappy product or you suck as a salesperson, excuse my language. So, um, you know, yeah, it's not, it's, it's, would you rather call? So again, it comes back to, would you rather have your salespeople calling on, on 5,000, 10,000, randomly selected leads and, and and hope that somewhere in there is 50 that might be hitting a sales trigger 
Or do you want to start with 1,200 that you know for certain could benefit from what you have to sell? Uh, and you, you know your time to close is going to be much shorter because you know you know what you have to sell is perfectly aligned with what the other person cares about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned your your, your sales and uh, Intel engine, Sam. What's the what's the difference? Or is your system to, for example, uh, LinkedIn Sales Navigator, where, for example, I I can go in and and start following companies, and you know you have mentioned earlier. Um, I get information about new hires. I can get information about specific new hires and other information that I can use as, as sales triggers. Is, is is that the extent of your system or what in addition can your system do? Yeah, so so you can take Sales Navigator. Sales Navigator is awesome. You know, like you said, you can save searches. You can see who's been hired. Now, again, how accurate is that? Because I know people who have been hired two years ago who still haven't updated their LinkedIn profile yet. So it's not uh, perfect or... Um, uh, but it's still, it's pretty awesome. And what I love most about Sales Navigator is the ability to send people in mails. So you don't have to be connected with someone for you to send them an in mail, which statistically is going to get a much higher response rate than even a, an email and the ability to, to track who's following you. So there's a lot of great benefits to Sales Navigator. Uh, my tool uh, allows you to search for sales triggers. It allows you to do a number of things. It allows you to search for sales triggers. It allows you to search for job titles um, in ways that you can't even do in Sales Navigator, uh, based on based on activities, based on you know things that the other person might be caring about in their personal life, in their business life. My tool allows you to find existing lists, uh, research reports, survey results, other people's PowerPoint presentations, uh, sale uh, the. Uh, Sales Intel Engine allows you to mine other people's websites for terms, words, documents that are specific to what you're looking for. It allows you to find, from the marketing perspective, um, reporters, top bloggers, top podcasters, uh, conferences, conferences that are looking for you as a speaker, uh, uh, publications online or physical that are looking for you to write for them. Helps you find contact information. But again, I want to be real clear. What, you know, Sales Navigator sales, um, uh, you know, inside view, zoom info. The big difference is, is they are proprietary databases. Mm. And so they're either scraping information or building their own databases. They house that information, meaning they're exceptionally good at what they do. What my tool is, is for lack of a better term is more of a search engine overlay. So what normally would take you uh, a 30 to 50 word uh, query, mathematical query, my system allows you to go in, type in one or two words, click a button, and, and hopefully get exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. So uh, m- mine will sometimes be a little bit less accurate because you still get false positives. Uh, but mine's a, a, a super powerful way in a very incredibly fast way of doing a lot of different things versus Sales Navigator, as an example, does what they do, and they do it exceptionally well and exceptionally, uh, for lack of a better term, deep. I, I wouldn't choose one over the other, quite frankly. I mean, I, I, I counsel a lot of my clients who are have the sales intel engine. I say, great, use it in conjunction with Sales Navigator because I can help you find the person within LinkedIn that you want to talk to. And then you you can, with one click, go right to that person's profile within Sales Navigator and, and use all the Sales Navigator tools to communicate um, uh, with that individual. So they're really complementary. I wouldn't, it's not one or the other. Yeah, it's almost almost like it is as 
that Sales Navigator basically is your prospecting tool, right? You want to identify individuals at certain companies. And then once you identify the companies that are your target audience, you look at, you know, what sales triggers can I identify using your systems to, to, to basically position myself better when I reach out to them. Absolutely. And you can use my, my system as well to identify those, those people within Sales Navigator, because there are some things that I can do that, that even Sales Navigator can't do in terms of identifying people based on, on uh, some of the attributes in, in their lives. But again, once you, once you uh, identify those people with one click, you're into Sales Navigator and then you're using all you know, the power of Sales Navigator to, to uh, find people who you know that know that individual so you can get, get an introduction. You can use an in-mail. Like I said, it's, very, it, it's more complimentary uh, than um, I, I would. Listen, I love it when people who are members of the uh, sales intel engine have Sales Navigator because that, that, A, that tells me they're serious, but B, it tells me um, that they're really going to be able to do their, their, their job exceptionally well because the two, the two working in conjunction are much more powerful than, than either uh, individual. Yeah. Well, Sam, thank you so much for joining me on the Performance Divide podcast. I love the information you shared in regards to sales triggers, what sales triggers are, how to identify them, and then also what to do with them. If people want to find out more about you, your company, what you do, how, how can they get in touch? Sure. Um, easy. You can just well, Google me. I mean, if, if, if uh, <laughs> listen, if I'm not able, if I'm not easily found on Google, um, just like I'm sure all of your, all of the listeners uh, get out of the business, right? So you can just Google Sam Richter, R-I-C-H-T-E-R. My website is, uh, you know, samrichter.com, S-A-M-R-I-C-H-T-E-R.com. And there you can learn about uh, what I do and then all of my products. And, and if you want interested in the sales Intel engine, I've got, I've got a number of different versions. So I build them for different verticals. Mm -hmm. uh, but the, the base version is at uh, www.sellingintel, S-E-L-L-I-N-G-I-N-T-E-L, sellingintel.com. Uh, but again, you'd probably be better off going to my website, samrichter.com, S-A-M-R-I-C-H-T-E-R.com, where you can learn about maybe some of the industry vertical additions that might be better fit for your needs. Yeah. So when can people next hear your keynote at a specific event? Oh, gosh. You know, most of my stuff is corporate, so okay. I mean, it's private. So I don't really do a number of, um, I don't, maybe a couple times a year, I do, I do some open to the public ones. I don't think without having my calendar in front of me, I don't know if I have any open to the public virtual ones coming up. I got a lot of them for companies. So, so, uh, you know, hopefully some of your listeners are members of the companies or associations where I'll be speaking. Great. Well, thanks everyone for listening. If you like the Performance Silver podcast, please subscribe to us and leave us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast application. If you want to find out more about Symphonic Digital, you can visit us at symphonicdigital.com or follow us on Twitter at SymphonicHQ. Thanks again and see you next time. Performance Delivered is sponsored by Symphonic Digital. Discover audience-focused and data-driven digital marketing solutions for small and medium businesses at symphonicdigital.com.